Hi, this is Dave from Do It With Dave. I'm a former overweight, unhealthy, and stressed out criminal defense attorney who at age 60 left that life behind and instead chose a life of health, happiness, and fitness. And today at age 75, yes, that's right, age 75, I am in by far the best physical mental, and emotional shape of my life. If I can completely transform myself by rewiring my brain and rebuilding my body, so can you. So follow along with doitwithdave.com for my daily tips, weekly podcasts, videos, and blogs to begin your journey to dramatically improve your life using small steps that can produce big results. Today we're going to do a recap of Season 2. So let me begin now with was Episode 11. In that episode I talked about vitamins and why you are far better off taking your vitamins and minerals or your nutrients through your food groups that you eat and not through a pill, a capsule, or a tablet. Those pills or supplements that you're buying in the store, drugstore, or Costco, they're not regulated. At least they're not regulated like the FDA regulates food and drugs. And when I say drugs, I mean things that promise to do things for you whether it's bought over the counter or behind the prescription counter. There can be anything in those nutrients. We don't know how much of it is a binder or a filler, but we do know that they don't absorb into the bloodstream the same way. So I try to point out that when you eat food, when you chew, that saliva in your mouth that you just thought just moistened your mouth actually has a purpose. It entraps the nutrients and guides them down your throat in a very efficient manner so you get the maximum amount of nutrients coming out of that food item. When you swallow a pill, you have no guarantee how much of that pill is going to end up in your system or how much is going to be carried fairly quickly out of your system. The best estimates seem to be about 25 to 50 percent of those pills absorbed into your bloodstream. But again, I said also if you need to have supplements because you're deficient in certain nutrients, then by all means the pills should be helpful to you. Then I would talked about health is being for the young and what I meant there is that when we look at books and magazines and on health and fitness, what do we see? We see a bunch of 20 and 30 year olds or maybe even younger teenagers posing with their tight bodies and big muscles. And we're not gonna ever look like that again. Sorry to disappoint you. It's just a come on because these people that are posing have not gone through life have you, as you have. They've not had children. They have not been through 
accidents. They've not had probably many, or if any, surgeries. They have not had any aging factors. In fact, they still have all their muscle groups as far as strength-wise. They have not had any degeneration of their strength and bones. So really, it's looking at a fantasy. But you can do a lot to make yourself healthier and fitter, even though you're never going to be those persons in the magazines again. And that's what I was trying to emphasize in that particular episode. You can feel better, you can look better, you can stop your muscles from atrophying, you can exercise more to give you more energy, you can eat better to raise your metabolism and lose weight, and you can eat the right foods like bananas and nuts and things good for your metabolism that will help preserve your muscle strength. In episode 14, I talked about walking. When you can't move very well, that begins the downfall in your quality of life. Forget about playing with your grandchildren or children even. Forget about participating in certain activities. There's no reason for this to happen as quickly as it's happening to such a large population of people. You need to prevent your muscles from atrophying. And the best way and the easiest way is walking. Great health benefits from walking. Weight loss, great heart health, prevents stroke and high blood pressure and heart attacks. Better blood flow. So you can see how walking, an exercise so simple and free, can be of such great benefit to you. You just need to get started. One of the things I would recommend is that if you can walk to your post office or your drugstore or to your coffee shop or to your bank or your mailbox, go ahead and walk. Stop hopping into your car. Think about where I can walk instead of using your vehicle. Many benefits of walking. You can enjoy the scenery, the fresh air, gives you energy. So if you're going to start an exercise regime, start with walking. Do a little every day and do a little more every week. Then I had two episodes called Keeping Healthy at Work. We spend most of our time, as I pointed out, at work. Most of our waking time, as I pointed out, at work. Some of us up to 12 hours a day or even more. Don't throw your health under the bus just because you're working that day. There's plenty you can do to improve your health. And I pointed out those items. First, start with some mindful eating. After having a good breakfast, maybe making your lunch, because I pointed out that if you go out and buy lunch, it was 30 to 40% more calories for the same lunch. Among other things you could do at work is drink more often. And I'm talking about drinking water, both to hydrate and to curb your hunger. Think about taking five or ten minutes during the day for meditation, for purposes of relaxation. Also, you should do some breathing while you're at work. This will not only relax you, but give you some additional energy. 
And as far as some strength training, I pointed out how you could use your desk to do various exercises. You can continue working on your health while you're at work. And then I had an episode called Coffee. Who knew? Who knew the great benefits of coffee? What I call the new miracle drink of the 21st century. At one point, many years ago, or not so many years ago, we considered coffee a cancer causer. And now it's actually something that helps prevent cancer. And you say, well, what happened? Well, we discovered that coffee had these wonderful antioxidants that were so plentiful and powerful that they were three and four times as beneficial as things we're familiar with, as like black tea and dark chocolate. Nothing comes as close as coffee possessing these antioxidants known as phenols. And these phenols are among the best offenses against cancer. And caffeine, although we always knew its reputation as maybe keeping us up at night, also turns out to have some really marvelous health qualities. They help raise your heart rate. They enable the flow of your blood through your vessels. Most important of all, it helps raise your metabolism. So if you're going to do a workout in a gym or at home, you want to have your coffee one hour before your workout. But the benefits are more from drinking light roasted coffee than dark roasted coffee. And the reason being is that these phenols, when dark roasted, are roasted at a higher temperature. And as a result, these phenols at the higher temperature are roasted out. So you want a light roast coffee in order to get the maximum benefit of these polyphenols. It doesn't appear to be a difference as to whether the coffee is caffeinated or decaffeinated to get these benefits. Although I would strongly suggest that you have your caffeinated coffee in the morning and you're decaffeinated in the afternoon and evening so it does not interfere with your sleep. Following this episode, I had a two-part episode on stress and I shared with you some of the stresses of my own life because our whole world and certainly our lives seem to be more and more filled with stress. So much so that it becomes chronic and affect our health and our ability to function. So what I was trying to, to point out here is that if you let stress get the best of you, you will become angry, isolated, anxious. So you want to try to narrow or limit the amount of stress that exists in your life. It surrounds us in cable news 24 hours a day, on social media, which we're on hours and hours a day, uncertainty about our jobs and our future. These are just some of the things that I pointed out as to the root causes of our stress in our life. But I also said there's some hope here because there are things that we could do. 
and I pointed out, we have to have more self-esteem. You have some strengths and resources within yourself. Don't be looking what your neighbor has. Look in yourself as to how best you can go about achieving what you want to achieve. And then I pointed out the things that you could do to help yourself. Deep breathing, yoga, exercise, meditation. These things will all help relax your body, your brain, keep you strong, keep you healthy. Lessen the stress. Lessen the amount of cortisol and other stress-producing hormones in your brain. Episode 19, I pointed out that the heart is a muscle. In fact, it's the strongest muscle of the 650 muscles in our body because it has to pump all day long. It never gets a rest. You don't want it to get a rest because you may not be here to wake up after it gets a rest. During the course of a lifetime, your heart will pump 3 billion beats. Billion beats. Keep your heart healthy by resisting the buildup of plaque, which is what causes the arteries to clog. Eat healthy. Cut down on salt, which raises your blood pressure. Quit smoking. Drink more water to assist the heart's pumping process. Take off some weight. These are all methods that I pointed out in this episode to keep your heart healthy. In the final episode, episode 20, I talked about dieting or exercise. In that, I meant, well, if you only had the time or the inclination or the money to do one or the other, which one should you do? Most people would say, well, I need to take off weight, so I'm going to do the dieting. But dieting, especially extreme dieting, is a quick fix. It doesn't last as long, and it's not as healthy as you might think it could be. Also, dieting can be unhealthy because there are certain food groups that you eliminate when you diet. And you're depriving your body of the nutrients contained in these food groups that may be necessary for the proper functioning of your body. For instance, no-carbohydrate or low-carbohydrate diets cut down on fruits and vegetables or even eliminate them. This is the food groups that provide you with the maximum antioxidants to fight diseases and cancers. What has been recent news to promote exercise over diet is that we have had a standard of approximately 150 minutes a week of exercise, and that, while it got us looking better and feeling better, didn't do much as far as our weight was concerned. But recent studies shows that if you can increase that to 300 minutes a week or five one-hour sessions, that in fact weight loss will kick in as well as those other benefits of looking and feeling better. So now there's a new approach, dieting through more exercise. So next season, I hope to continue to bring you the latest news in the field of health, fitness, and exercise. Things are moving very quickly in today's world. What was the standard yesterday is no longer necessarily the standard for today. So I would encourage you 
to continue to keep listening, and I hope I would be able to provide you with some worthwhile and beneficial information regarding your health. This is Dave with Do It With Dave, and see you next time.